0: And I love sharing with my students in class. I I tell them every day, today you're gonna learn the most powerful thing you'll ever learn. And hopefully that's true. Hopefully every day you're gonna learn something that um, is gonna change your life forever. And I would say that tonight's class is certainly going to cross that field easily. Firstly, let's start off with one of the most common prayers. If I had to ask you to pick the three most well-known prayers, what would you pick? And the first one I'm gonna say for everybody, the first one should be Shema. That's why I said the first three. Let's see, if, let's see if what I have in mind will be able to pull on it. David, second, tell me another common prayer. Everyone's familiar with
1: I don't know how common it is, but it's my favorite. Uh, May Hashem bless us, all of
0: us, as one. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful. Sorry, what did he say? Um, He said like the Sim Shalom, last paragraph of the Amida, where we mentioned Hashem should bless us all together. Anyone else? Kaddish. Kaddish. I didn't think of that one, for sure, for Kaddish. Anyone else? I was going to say Chatzikadish Kol Nidre Well maybe what I had in mind Wasn't on the top three But I was thinking the Friday night Kiddush Mm -hmm. Friday night Kiddush is something that Observant, non-observant You're familiar with the Friday night Kiddush So now I'm going to test everyone here I'm going to test you Helping me read the Kiddush What's the first two words of Kiddush? Yom HaShishi there's many customs. You may have a different custom. But our custom is a Friday night. Start, Kiddush starts. Yom HaShishi, and it was the sixth day. And Hashem finished creating the heavens and all it's created, and everything within it. And Hashem finished the work that He began, etc., etc. And that's the abridged version. And that's the abridged version. <laughs> The second word of Kirush is problematic. What? Problematic. Mm-hmm. Why? The second word is Yom. Yom means day, the sixth day. Now, I want to share with you within creation. Let me share with you what Hashem says, <coughs> or what, <coughs> what the Torah says, but each one of the, how many days of creation, Svi? Six, sixth, and then you rest each, at the end of each day, Hashem, the, the Torah has one passage. The passage says as follows. erev, yom echad. And it was evening, and it was morning, one day. From here we learn out something very important. That for the Jewish calendar, what comes first? Evening. And it was evening, and it was morning, one day. Now I'm going to share something, it's a little more complicated. Um, It's a little grammatical, but it's very important for our conversation. For our conversation, so try and bear with me. It's a beautiful thought. Within the Hebrew language, there is, as we've discussed previously in a previous class, there's something called a shorish. There is something called the root word, which generally speaking, aside for certain scenarios, Generally speaking, a root word has three three letters. Some nouns have two. In addition to the root word, there are prefixes and suffixes. And the prefixes and suffixes completely change the word. The the prefixes and suffixes will be able to tell you, is it a past, present, future tense? They'll be able to tell you, is it male or female? Is it talking to a singular person? Is it talking to many, many things? that the prefixes and suffixes teach us. And I want to teach you one prefix. And that is the letter hey. They also indicate (coughs) case. Thank you. The letter hey, can I just teach you a little trick they they taught me just last year and I, I love telling it to the students? There are numerous prefixes. And if you want to know generally how many they are, think of the passage Baruch Shame, Kivod, Malchuso, Le'olam, Va'ed. How many words? Six words. The first letter of each of these, Baruch, starts with a Be'ez, Shame, Shin, Kivod starts with a Chaf, Malchuso starts with a Mem, Le'olam starts with a Lamed, and, and Va'ed starts with a Vav. And later on you can look back inside. But each one of these letters are, are the prefixes that exist. but there's one prefix missing the hey so in addition to them we say we have Baruch Shem Kvom Alam and the hey, the hey means what? Yeah. Da Da y- Yom HaShishi ha-shishi means, HaShishi means it was THE sixth day the special sixth day now let's look, and that's what I want to share with you, let's look at the other days of creation let's look at the, let's see if before the day is mentioned there is the hey the first day it says and it was evening and it was morning the first day it doesn't say yom it says let's continue well now we're going to go to the second day it was evening it was morning second day no the second day I'm not going to bore you too much but I'll just You'll, you'll trust... We'll, we'll go through it fast. One well, would not need
1: to distinguish that since it was the very first first as the, as opposed to the very beginning.
0: But I'm showing this. I'm showing you that it's in every single day. And it was evening and it was morning, the fourth day. No, right. The fourth day. We're up to the fourth. Every single... The fir, first, second... No. But it if I error, if I, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. You say the first didn't have a the. None of the days, aside no. for the sixth day, have the hay. Yeah. Okay. In Hebrew, I apologize. I probably, Hebrew. I probably I probably mistranslated sorry. it. In in Hebrew, don't do it again. <laughs> in Hebrew, we call it hayishai. We call it the hay hayyadiah, the 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 hay which is known. In other words, sometimes when you have a hay, it tells you that there's. This is the sixth day. But what do you mean? Again, this is Kiddush. Shishai, we're testing everybody on Kiddush. Friday night, what's the first two words?
2: The first
0: word? First two words of, of Kiddush is? Oh,
1: of the Kiddush.
0: Friday night Kiddush. What's the first two words? Of the Kiddush? Of the Kiddush. I don't know. Yom HaShishi. Yom HaShishi. What does Yom HaShishi mean? The sixth day. The sixth day. And what, the challenge that's coming up is... By all the other days of creation, it doesn't say Yom Ha'achat, it doesn't say Yom Ha'Sheni, there's no prefix with the Hey. So why in, on the Friday night Kiddush, why when we talk about the sixth day of creation, do we say the sixth day? Got the question? Yeah. So
2: it's, why the hay? Why the Hey?
1: What the Hey? <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> Because uh, it's <coughs> the prelude to the
2: seventh
0: day. No? No. So the fifth day is also a prelude. Well, yeah, but it's
1: two days before. It doesn't really. No, but, so a what's on. so
0: special about it? <clears throat> so say this: say day six. Day six.
1: Mm.
0: Comes Rashi, and he tells us two amazing thoughts. They're both similar, they could both be true. Two amazing thoughts. First of all, what happened, think in history, and again, this is a tough question, but who could tell me something that happened on the sixth day of the month? Of, the of, of any month. Think in history of a story that happened on the sixth day of any month. On well,
1: the sixth of all.
0: What happened on the sixth of all?
1: the preparations for the expulsion of the Jews from Spain for the destruction of the temple. Correct.
0: That's an, th- yes? Okay, the 6th of Av unfortunately marks the 3 day period prior to the destruction of the temple, correct? Anyone else could tell me what happened on...
1: also the court hearings for the expulsion of the Jews from
0: Spain. I did not know that. Okay. Who could ask tell what happened on the 6th day of, of any month? If I tell you you're going to say you knew it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Shavuot is on the 6th day of the month. So Rashi momentarily is going to share with us that Hashem is telling you the sixth day, the whole creation is only going to be fulfilled if the sixth day of Sivan will take place. Hashishi, the sixth day, yeah. The sixth day of, of Sivan. If that day is going to occur when I'll give the Torah, the, the world will exist. If not, the world's going to not going to exist. That's one thought Rashi has. The second thought Rashi says is, what's the numerical, the numerical value of hey? He's on, he's on fire today. <laughs> five. What do we have in Judaism that is the number five? Five books of Moshe. So Rashi's gonna tell us that she-she, you wanna have the completion of creation. Where we've now completed creation, that's only going to be if you have the hay before it. If you have the fulfillment of the five books of Moshe. Let's see Rashi inside now. Says Rashi Yom Hashishi. Host of hay. You added a hay. Where did this hay come from? All the other days don't have the hay. Bishishi. You added a hay to the word shishi Bigmar ma'asei berei At the end of the six days of creation Lomar to tell us <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem made a condition with creation Al shei Torah Creation is only on condition that the Jewish people Will fulfill the hay, The five books of Torah That's his first explanation He gives a second explanation Davar acher, A second explanation Yom <speaking in> hashishi. <Hebrew> The sixth day <laughs> Rashi says the whole world is only here and waiting For the sixth day of Sivan When the Torah is going to be given So the whole world Is dependent On the Torah And perhaps this would connect again With what we've learned That if only the non-Jews knew How much We give by serving Hashem, they would help us. Not only they would have never destroyed the temple, they would help us in making sure to, that we're doing what we need. Let me share with you one more passage in the Torah that's on a similar tone. The last part, the last parsha within Chumash Vayikra is called the Chukosai. And the passage, is one passage, it says simple, simply like this If you follow my statue Says Hashem So then the passage continues The next verse And I'll give you rain in it's time You want rain? You want the world To follow its natural order Follow my mitzvot In other words Torah and mitzvot They're not, a, they're not It's not like an option This is This is the fulfillment of the world and with this, we could now turn to chapter 23 and learn about God's master plan. Now that we recognize that Hashem didn't cre- It's not that you're moving into a home and you're going to decide how the home should list. How, should, how the home should be. You know, right now, I, I'd like to buy a home. One of the things on my mind, the last... is My wife and I, we talk about buying a home. We didn't make the home. Wherever we're going to go, I mean, unless uh, we, we strike gold sometime soon, maybe we'll build a house, but that's not, that's not where our mind is. We're going to buy, we'd like to, God willing, with the help of Hashem, buy a home. But the home is going to tell us who it is. We're not going to tell the home. We're buying a home. That's the way it is. That's not the world. We're, we're not coming to a world and doing Torah and mitzvot. The foundation of the world is Torah and mitzvot. That's, that's, that's what we've learned. Hashem began the world with its foundation of Torah and mitzvah. Any questions? I've spoken for two. Wow. For a long time. Any questions? Zero? David, come on. It's too quiet. Ask a question. <laughs> I'm doing my best to <laughs> stifle myself. <Yeah. laughs> Chapter 23, page 94. Left-hand column, chapter 23, in continuation of what we've learned previously. That the whole Torah, all Torah and mitzvot are inclusive within the first two of the Ten Commandments. All positive mitzvot are inclusive within the command. I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt and all negative commandments are inclusive in the command. To not serve idols. Chapter 9, are you on page
2: 94?
0: No, okay. What? 94, Page right? 94. So with this introduction, in the, we'll be able to continue chapter 23 in the light of all that has been said above. We can better understand and more fully and clearly elucidate the statement in the Zohar that O Raysa B'Richu O Raisa the Torah Vikucha B'Richu and the Holy One Kul Are all together one The Torah and Hashem Are one (coughs) That's That's statement number one And the commentary In the Tikkunim They say a separate statement Talking about the mitzvot They say that the 248 commandments Are the 248 organs of the king So, Rabbi Hillel Paracher asks a question. He explains the question of Tanya. He says, the question is, I don't understand. Torah is one with God. And mitzvot aren't one. Mitzvot are only limbs of Hashem. Your limbs are not you. Your eye is not you and your foot is not you. You are your soul. Unfortunately, the proof is that when someone passes on, they still exist But their body may not be alive You are your soul So repilla Pilip he, he says the question here is Why is it that we're saying Torah is one with God And yet mitzvot are only Limbs of the body Question clear Tzvi Michael Is it a good question? Why is it a good question? You have any thoughts, Michael? L- let's continue on. Everyone, let's, let's let's make it happen. Okay. The commandments constitute the Panimius rato, the innermost will of, the innermost will of the supreme one, and his true desire, which are clothed in all the upper and lower worlds thereby giving them life, inasmuch as their very life and sustenance is dependent upon the performance of the commandments by the creatures in the lower worlds, as is known. Hashem's energy you want Hashem's energy in this world you do Torah and mitzvot Hashem has put his deepest and purest energy into the mitzvot and when we do mitzvot we're drawing down the purest of pure into this world you know for example if you go into business to make money and you're losing you're losing money you're going to close shop if you're making money, hopefully you'll stay open. And the same exact thing is with Hashem. Hashem says, if my business is Torah and mitzvahs, if the Jewish people are doing Torah and mitzvahs, I'm, I'm, we're, so we're, we're open for business. But if my business is Torah and mitzvahs and the Jews are not doing Torah and mitzvahs, God forbid, we're closed. And that's what I read to you before the passages. It's clear in the Torah. The Torah itself. It's clear in the Friday night kiddush. It's clear in the Friday night kiddush that Hashem's world is dependent on the fulfillment of Torah and mitzvot. It follows if the whole world is only going to remain alive through Torah and mitzvot. It follows, or to be more precise, through mitzvot, it follows that the performance of the commandments and their fulfillment is the innermost garment of the innermost will of the Supreme One, since it is due to this performance that the light and life of the supernal will issue forth to be closed in the worlds. The, your hand is a vessel to the deepest energy of, of your body. Every part of your, every part of your body is a vessel... For your soul And the same thing is The world is a vessel for Hashem But how do we bring, reveal that? Through the mitzvot So the mitzvot are the limbs of Hashem So David, in your words What does it mean that the mitzvot are the words of Hashem? What are we learning here?
1: Hashem expresses His will to mankind And the method by which we can fulfill His will Through the mitzvot
0: Precisely You fulfill the mitzvot through You reveal Hashem's energy through the mitzvot. You also
1: give expression to His divine will within you.
0: Yeah, you also reveal Hashem within you. Hence, they are called organs of the king as a figure of speech. We're calling mitzvot limbs for just as the organs of the human body are a garment for its soul and are completely and utterly surrendered to it Your hand, if you want to go ahead and burn your hand, your hand will not protest. Your hand will allow you to do it. Why? Because your hand is not a separate entity from your head. If someone wants to, God forbid, hurt himself, if his head has actively made a decision to do it, it's going to happen. Is that true, Sandra? Unfortunately, or not unfortunately, Hashem has made that our entire body is surrendered to our soul, surrendered to our brain. And the same thing is just like your limbs are completely surrendered (coughs) to your soul as evidence from the fact that as, as soon as a person desires to stretch out his hand or foot, they obey his will immediately and forthwith without any command or instruction to them and with no hesitation whatsoever. But in the very instant, page 96, but in the very instant that he wills it, the moment you have a desire to do something, that moment, it's going to happen. We're saying two things here. If your soul and your body were separate things, so then you'd have to think, I want to talk. And then you'd have to command your, your vocal cords, whatever, please now talk, and say, I want, whatever, say. There is no communication that we know of that is actively happening because you're one. And you don't need to talk to yourself. Not only you don't need to talk to yourself, if you talk to yourself, we you think you're Meshuggah,
1: If No, it's because I'm an interesting conversationalist. <laughs> well,
0: I guess there's always a way out, way out of it. <laughs> Let me give you an example. A servant will never be his master. The best servant at times, he could try and read his master's mind, but a servant will never be his master and therefore the servant will need to constantly be getting instructions. You know, as an, as an educator, Doug, you could for sure let me know more about this, but I was by a conference, maybe it was three weeks ago, and one of the, one of the, in Seattle. And one of the people talking was a principal in one of the schools in Seattle, and she must be in her 60s. And she says, from day one of teaching till today, every day she goes to the classroom, she starts the class and reminds her students the rules, of, the, the norms of the classroom. In other words, certain things, no matter how old you're going to become, you're going to constantly have to remind students what the expectations are, and that's not a bad thing. Not only it's not a bad thing; it's a good thing. You're kind of uh, removing any any discipline issues that may come. You're saying these are the expectations in my classroom. Well, ho- I mean, you say, "Hey, like they should know everything." If they're not you, then there's a, then it's, there is a need for us to constantly remind people about what the expectation is. True. Absolutely. And that is exactly what we're learning here. A servant. No matter how connected he is to his master, he's, the master is gonna to have to communicate with him.
1: Each day of students in the classroom is a new day. They're not the same students. Thus, each generation of Israel needs to be reminded by Hashem of the obligations. Hence, that is why the procedure of working up as one becomes older and studies more is essential for each generation.
0: Perfect.
2: So with the Mashiach is Hashem uh, assuming that we're not following most of us are not following all the commandments or some of the commandments is it that uh, finally Hashem is giving up on us for us to use our own mind to decide to do it, or reflexively do it? I mean, in any way you want to look at it, is it like giving up on us? Okay, I've given you this long and haven't done
0: it. I'm I'm not sure of the question. Or, or, yeah, if you could repeat the question.
2: Okay. So, um, we're given certain responsibilities. And we're not carrying them out in general. And so, when the Mashiach comes, and assuming we didn't speed up the arrival of Mashiach, uh, is that one word of Hashem saying, He's given up on this, and that He will send the Mashiach and then maybe that will prompt us, or what will be our responsibilities once the Mashiach
0: comes. Is your question, once the Mashiach comes, what's our job? Is that the question you're asking? Our job?
2: No, 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 I viewed your question more, more negatively. Well, that's the other half, yeah. That Mashiach hasn't been sent
0: because God's disappointed. Or well,
2: we haven't moved up. Move we haven't moved up, but at one point we have a, like a deadline anyway, supposedly. And that if by year around 6,000, we still are doing what we're doing, what kinds of responsibilities will we have? And it seems like then Hashem was saying, um, you have not done what I said.
0: I I think David has a comment, and then I'll, I'll respond.
1: What I have drawn from my studies, orders on apostasy, it seems to me that without intending to do so and invoking the name of the Moshiach, Judaism emphasizes that the Moshiach will come if you do your job. And that says to me, don't spend a lot of time thinking about Moshiach, Moshiach, Moshiach. Get out and do the job. Think about the mitzvot. Think about implementation. And if you do your job, Moshiach will take care of himself.
2: And my point is, we are not. So now, since we did not speed up the arrival of Moshiach, what does that say about how Hashem views us and our responsibilities, and has He given up on us in carrying them out? Or when the Moshiach comes, will we have the same responsibilities that you call jobs? Yeah.
1: But that deals with the whole issue of klipo and moving towards an equilibrium of souls whereby the Moshiach can come, and we can only do that if we fulfill the mitzvot. And so it is an ongoing project. It is not one with a terminal date, as far as we know. I,
0: I think. I think everybody's making good points, and, and to tr- kind of push it all, to put it all together. There is. There is a, command for us to await Mashiach's coming. One of the thirteen principles of faith, is, and I'll quote it. I mean, we, we probably all know. we all probably all know the words. And... and I believe, with, with complete faith. And the coming of Mashiach. But what's the continuation? Anyone know the next words? You all know the next words. You know the song? Are you familiar with this? Bemuna she'lema Be'viyah sa'moshiach Be'viyah sa'moshiach Ani ma'amin V'yaf al pi she'yismah Im kol ze'ach Even though he may tarry, every day I await his coming. So Reb Brisker, he says, if you read into the Rambam, the Rambam is, the Rambam is telling us that well, the principle is that every day we need to await his coming. So it, it's an interesting point, and I, I know where Dov is coming from. We, we've spoken about this before, but I did want to mention Number it. Nonetheless, I, I'm not going to let it go without, without, without sharing this point, that there is a, a, there is a requirement within the Torah to actively await the coming of Mashiach. And that's for another time, and I'm happy to debate it and discuss it at a greater length. But there there is a great a great question being asked. You know, basically, if the mission of the world is to bring completion to this if the mission, our mission is to bring completion to the world, so once that's happened, what's next? Once you had lunch, so what's
2: Or once we haven't done it with
0: <laughs> So regarding the haven, that's not that's we're doing our parts. And ha- we, have, we have time to still get it done. Hashem's not upset. The fact that Mashiach hasn't come here doesn't mean Hashem's upset. It just means it wasn't the right time. But, but how is that an inkling that Hashem's upset at us? If we come no, to no, the beginning...
2: I'm beam. not saying that that's upset it seems like he's given up on us. I,
0: I have to, because, I, I must challenge that. If you go to a student and you say you have three months to finish this task, so if they don't finish it within, if they finish it at the end of the three months, you don't scream at the student.
2: True, but you don't know if we're gonna finish it at the end of three months until the three months happens. And if you see the kid uh, goofing off every, every, every day and you know, the kid keeps doing the same thing. It's right. hard to believe the last minute of the three months It's going to turn around and do something to satisfy
0: me. Do answer. you think everybody is so bad? I, I want to think positive. I think everybody is so good.
2: I used to think that.
0: When you were young and naive, like yeah. me. I'm still young and naive. Okay. <laughs> mm. but, but, but the
2: point. point... When I was your age, oh yeah. Absolutely. Completely.
1: The, the point that the Alter Rebbe makes is... The Moshiach will come if we all are Benoni. We don't have to be
0: tzaddikim to bring it about. That's true. All, that's true. <laughs> it's not our expectation to be a Tzadik. That's true. <laughs> what's
2: this, the limited period
0: here? You mentioned 6,000 yeah, years. Yeah, I'm not sure where it comes from. Sure. So the Gemara and Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin says uh, the world is around for 6,000 years and the 7,000, the seventh. Millennia is is um, the time of Mashiach. Um, so David made a point that we only need to be a bainani, but if we're learning Tanya, the Tanya's bainani is a tzaddik. Just that the person has an inner struggle, but within his action, he's he's a he's a full tzaddik.
1: You switch the terms. You pulled it
0: back. That's what we learned in the previous chapters. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So I've shared the story before, but I think the point is very important. Yes, you're making me think of a few stories. You know, you know, you know the story of Goliath, Goliath, and David. How many days did Goliath scare David, scare the Jewish people for? Anyone know? It's skipping my mind. If it was 40 or 50, 49, it, it slips me exactly how many days. But do you know why Goliath had the power to scare the Jewish people? I didn't prepare for this in class, so mm-hmm. I, I, may make a few mis- I may be slipping here. But he had the power to, to literally scare the Jewish people for a while. Because? Why did he have that power? Because his ancestor accompanied Ruth a few steps out of the city limits. For those few, every step was one day that this person's descendant was able to scare the Jewish people. And we know that, for the good, Hashem rewards 2,000 times more than for the bad. Hashem rewards. Someone did something bad? Or, or it's kind of a double, double-sided sword. If we say four generations... Without going into the details, Hashem rewards 500 times more than He punishes. That, that's the math. You know math? Five... I'll tell you, this is, this is a mathematical equation. For four generations, Hashem could allow bad to repeat. But 2,000 generations is how many He repays good. What's the math? 500 times that good is 500 times better. Good is rewarded 500 times more than bad. So the, this chassid of, the, of one of the other chassidic sects comes to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe says, Tell me, share with me something you, you were just taught. And he says, Well, the Gemara in Chagiga tells us, that kol Yisrael malayim mitzvos kirimoh, and every single Jew is full of mitzvos like a pomegranate. And he says, So, my Rebbe, he's, he had a question. No answer, but he had a question. He said, How could it be that every Jew is full of mitzvos like a pomegranate? Pomegranates are full of seeds. How could you say, this? unfortunately there's some Jews that are not how, how could you say if every Jew is full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate? And Derebhi said, you know it's so fascinating I just learned that Talmud myself I don't know if he said I just learned the Talmud He said, I, I, I had a question also on that section of Talmud My question is Everyone is full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate So how do we have people that are not good in this world? We'll switch. There's, there's two ways we could look. We could look in the positive or negative. But the one thing the Gemara and Chagiga tells us, and we learned this from Asa, we learned it from everyone, that Hashem made it so easy to do a mitzvah. It's impossible not to do a mitzvah. Your mother calls you and you don't hang up the phone on her. Good job. <laughs> you you were in the store and you didn't go ahead and uh, you didn't go ahead and cut someone else in line. Good job, Tzvi. I'm happy you didn't do that. You, you, you went ahead and you made a brach on water Beautiful we, We've spoken about this before But it's something to always remind ourselves We have so many mitzvot It's a privilege If I told you you, have, you, you need to live on five principles So in a way it's easy There's only five On the other hand That's all At the end of your lifetime You have five and We have so many mitzvot Every time you eat kosher You're doing a mitzvah Forget about if someone's not eating kosher. Let's think about what he does eat kosher. Every time... What's my point? To to go back my point is that Hashem created the world that's always going to be good happening. It's impossible to not be good. And that good is overpowering the negative. We may not allow ourselves to see it. Especially, this is my own take on recent developments, especially, in our society with social media, we all know. (laughs) Someone once said, okay, one more thing about this class I was at a few weeks back. There was a talk about digital citizenship. Digital citizenship means, what does it mean to be a normal person on the internet? What are the expectations of a normal person? And one of the things that they shared at this conference was that they've done many tests and they see that when you look at someone in the eye, you'll say one thing. But if you're able to send them an email without an or like post a comment on a website without any name, um, you could be the sweetest guy. You really are a sweet guy, the sweetest woman, man. But you will say nasty comments. The moment you have nothing to, um, no one will be able to trace you. I forgot what the word they used was, but you, you anonymity. Anonymity, but they, no. They, but they said there's a certain thing that removes from like you lose. You don't your,
1: have to bear responsibility with your fellows accountability. Right, but you
0: lose your, like you lose your um, filter. You lose your caring. You don't care. You for some your reason empathy. your empathy. You you, it's your own friend, but you, all of a sudden you think it's funny. You know, we.
1: It's like on the road when there's road rage. There's no empathy there that's interesting. It's just wild on the road just like,
0: you know a lot of the time but that's different cuz I'll tell you cuz oftentimes those people maybe they're frustrated people yeah. here we're saying you're taking a, a, a well-meaning person but because he's lacking anything to trace back to him, he does, he loses a sense of touch how did this connect with what we're learning here I forgot yeah. <laughs> But the message I wanted to share was that there is oh that's what I wanted to say because they were talking they were saying on social media like well we don't compliment people if you say you know if you go ahead and say wow great class if you say the teacher came 5 minutes I oh, think uh, this was the example given when was the last time you flew delta airlines and you arrived on time and you face, you posted on facebook what a wonderful flight it was nothing happened it was a simple flight well so all it's of a sudden
1: today A big difference.
0: Well all of a sudden <laughs> that's
1: because it never happened. <laughs>
0: all of a sudden your flight is late, the whole world's gonna know. Bad we always publicize. For some reason the good is the good is boring. You know what has to do with managing expectations.
2: So that's something you learn in, in sales one oh one, right? Is you under promise and you over deliver So I think a lot like Sanders perspective on things is her expectations seem to be very high, and as a result, many Jews are not coming close to fulfilling them, whereas the the perspective that you're presenting is we're performing more mitzvah every day than we realize. Um, So...
0: Yes, I I kind of appreciate the way you're saying it. That is what I'm trying to share. That there's a lot more good than than we could imagine happening in the world. But I was adding a second point and that is that people don't like talking about good because it's just it's boring. It's it's, it's uh, you know, Lush Hara is very, very catchy. You, very what? Very catchy. You go to someone's house, it's like, what's the schmutz? <laughs> when was the last time you said, hey, what's the what's the just average news? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good. I'm telling you I'm telling you there's a ton of good going on a ton of good. Do you see the good in your life, hello Shlomo? hmm You do? Good. I, that's amazing. Not all of us could find it, but it's happening. So you see it? I,
2: I think it's really a shame that we don't often share the good with people, especially about them, until they pass passed on. <laughs> and that, that's when you hear how wonderful the person was. Yeah. Never, not as much while they're alive. It's a shame.
0: Uh, that's a good point. And the Rebbe, I did before, the Rebbe often... People would tell them. People would write to the Rebbe how tough life is, and there's many letters where the Rebbe says, "You're so lucky. You have a beautiful marriage. You have beautiful children. You have a home to live in. Everything is good." It's like, dude, life has challenges. But I'm, not, I, I'm not for one second saying life there aren't challenges in this world, and I'm not for one saying second saying that there aren't bad, terrible, tragic things happening. What I am saying is that every small good deed in heaven may be a massive deal mm. and may outweigh anything else going on in this world.
2: Number one, I, I don't disagree with that. Good. Number two, I think you're painting what I've said far too negatively. Oh, I apologize then. I mean, I really do. And you still haven't answered my question about what will be our responsibilities when the Mashiach
0: one second firstly I want to say I apologize I didn't mean at all to paint the negative that's
2: okay I, I apologize I mean, if I did that's that that's okay okay but what will be our responsibilities
0: regarding what will be our responsibilities when oh Mashiach comes huh? so in a very simple term it's called a time of reward for us it's a time when we're going to be able to connect with Hashem and see His glory we're gonna sit, the terminology used, we're gonna sit and uh, connect with the beauty of Hashem.
2: So who's the, will the, the Christians still have their, will it affect the, the,
0: whole the, the world.
2: Jewish world, that the Christians will see things differently, or is it that maybe they won't
0: persecute us? V'ne'emar.
2: Really You're
1: asking too much.
0: It's it a song we sing, right? V'ne'emar. Hashem Hashem will be king on the whole world, and by Yom HaHu on that day Yihyeh Hashem echad, u'shema echad. Hashem's going to be one; his name's going to be one. The whole world, Jew and non-Jew, is going to recognize Hashem and serve Hashem, each in the way that they need to.
2: I'm at looking for, I guess, some kind of
0: window on the Mashiach world. Well, that's for another class. If you're looking for a window on it, then we have to have a class on Mashiach, which I'm happy to have. But let's put it all together. But let's, let's put this, let's summarize the class together. We started off the class saying we're going to talk about God's master plan. And we got involved saying that Hashem created the world with the condition that the, world, that the Torah should exist, the mitzvot should exist. The whole world is here only for... Torah and mitzvot. What we do with Torah and mitzvot, you are injecting life into the battery of the world. On the contrary, when, God forbid, someone does the opposite, they're cutting the battery down. And we explain that the mitzvot are called garments because, just like your body, is one with your soul. Not, it's not one entity, but it will do immediately what the soul says. Again, the body and soul are not one. There's a body, there's a soul. But the body and soul completely are united. So too. The mitzvos and Hashem are completely united. The second you do a mitzvah, you've struck gold. You've brought godliness down into this world. It's immediate. It's automatic. You do a mitzvah, you didn't want to be nice to your mother, but you did it. You didn't want to. I mean, what's going, on? what's going on in school? You didn't want to respect your teacher, and you respected your teacher. You wanted to scream at the principal and tell him what a nasty guy he is, and he was quiet, whatever it was. You brought... You made the battery greater. And with this, we will conclude tonight's class. Are there any questions? I mean, I know there's a lot of questions. Are there any short questions? (laughs) The
1: person who wakes up in the morning and uh, he says to his mother, I don't want to go to school. The teachers hate me, and
2: uh, the students don't like me, and I don't want to go. And the mother says, you have to. You're the principal.